The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. 20 plus years ago, my former morning show featuring myself, Ken Johnson, and Dennis Mitchell had the honor of interviewing Ronnie Spector. It was a lighthearted, fun time where Ronnie talked about working with and unfortunately marrying Phil Spector. We also talked about her collaborations with Jimi Hendrix, Alice Cooper, Eddie Money, and an interesting time spent with John Lennon. I hope you enjoy our interview with Ronnie Spector. Oh, hi, Ronnie. Hi, John. How are you? Real good. Actually, uh, you've got you've got uh, you got Ken and Jim and Dennis here. John is just our producer, and he talked oh, to you before this. So. How are I'm you doing? Sorry. Well, who are the other three guys? Ken, what are their names? Ken, Jim, and Dennis. Yeah, I'm Ken. How are you, Ronnie? Hi, Ken. I'm Jimmy. <laughs> I have a brother-in-law named Ken. That's cool. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Jimmy. Hi, okay, Ronnie. we got Jimmy. Yeah. That's right. And there's Denny Pooh. I'm a great admirer of yours, Ronnie. Demi Pooh? Yeah, Demi Pooh. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want, babe. Oh, hi, sweetie. <laughs> as long as you'll be his little baby. There you oh, go. Oh, we understand. All of you guys are my babies. Oh. We understand we just woke you up. Well, I understand it's okay, though. My husband wants to get me some more coffee. And Was I'm that your husband we were on the phone with? Excuse me? Is Was your husband your manager? That's my husband and manager, father, my children, all that stuff. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Wow. Yeah, we've been married 15 years. Well, how long were you and Phil Spector together? That's where your last name came from. Uh, Phil and I, let's see, since like late 62 uh-huh. until 74. Oh, my. Well, that's longer so, than I thought. Yeah, you know, all of my childhood. <laughs> wasn't that the year he had the bad car crash? Uh, that was right after I left. Oh, I see. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Were you no. still there for support when he needed your moral support and all that? Well, you know, it was uh, going through a divorce and everything then, and he didn't want it to happen, and, you know, the, that's when the car crash happened. Everything happened oh, during boy. that period. So you didn't want to send him any mixed messages. I can Exactly, that. and sure. all of that would have done was slow down the, the process, and I needed to get away. Yeah. I needed to have my, my career back and, and be my own person. Well, you know, to this day, he's kind of a, a mystery man. Was he kind of a guru, somebody who kind of... Uh, he was reclusive, kind of. Yeah, Sven Gali. He was Gali. no guru, trust me. No guru? <laughs> no, he hadn't even discovered... He didn't even <laughs> know what stereo was. A lot of people are curious. They only well, hear stories. Yeah. He was very obsessive, uh, very... Um, demanding um very um controlling and um i didn't have a career i didn't ever perform while i was married i never made a record while i was married yeah, and uh, and it was because i didn't even have a clue that we weren't of course we did all that work together so i just assumed that when, once we got married we would only go another level higher yeah right with me and the music and stuff and it was just the opposite. Wow. So it, it changed for you from a wall of sound to a wall of vacuuming and stuff. No, I didn't have to do that. I had all these servants, so I didn't have to do well. it. As a matter of fact, I didn't do anything. It was somebody to cook, so I never cooked a meal the whole time I was married. So that's got to be pretty boring. It was very boring. If you're a girl from Spanish Harlem and you're used to crowds and people and music and rock and roll. Yeah, you're a... You know, and you grew up in New York your whole life, and then you go to Beverly Hills yeah. with servants, and it was like... What? Yeah. Get me out of here. Did I you have a, uh, I like this. Did you have a very uh, good intimate relationship with Phil? I mean, were you close that oh, way? Oh, we were very close. In yeah. love, the whole bit, you know. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it, we were in love. That was the whole thing. And just... I think with him, you know, it got carried away and stuff to the point of jealousy 
and not me not going out, no make not making records, not performing. It just it was stifling the marriage it after a while. You, yeah. Now, all so if we could get off this little spe spectrum, yeah, let's get on to it. let's get on to you. That's not a problem because uh, you have done so much in your career that's just that people don't aren't aware of. I think, like uh, you know, everybody knows the Ronettes and everything like that. But how many people know that you worked with Spring uh, Springsteen and Hendrix and and all these people? Southside Johnny, man, I know, and uh, John Lennon, and I mean, it's amazing how much people don't know what I what I've been doing and stuff. And you know it's okay because they soon they will know soon enough. Yeah, because yeah. we have a movie in the works and people will see the the. You know, of course, Phil was a great producer and everything, but you know it takes a good. You know, you have to have the chemistry with everything. Sure, and and, and that's what made those records. Did you I see the uh, uh, Ronnie? Uh, excuse me. Did you see the movie Grace of My Heart? Yes, I did. And did you think now? You know, it was loosely based on Phil Spector, I guess. The, uh, yes, it was. The character that uh, John Turturro played. How loose yes. was it? Uh, how, how honest? It was pretty good. It was pretty real. Huh. Really? As to how it, the personality was and stuff. Uh-huh. Well, who so, played and, and you're talking about Grace. Uh, I Jack always Turturro. call it Grace oh, Under yes. Fire, you know. Yeah. Grace Under Fire. Sure, there you go. <laughs> Brian, Let's get off Phil now. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, because tell us, why aren't there any girl groups now? The Bangles and the Go-Go's did some stuff in the 80s, but that was more like rock and roll, you know. Why aren't there girl groups doing what you guys used to do? Because everybody still loves that stuff. I think it's because m most girl groups, even from the 60s, they break up because either they fall in love, they're having babies. And back in the 60s, women didn't have any control. Uh -huh. You know, I think if you look at some of the women today, they are, they are around longer and stuff because the girls back then, the men controlled everything. Right. So, um, you know... You just didn't have any kind of say-so, so you got sort of bored. You said, well, I'd rather have kids than a husband. Because the women back then had, <clears throat> excuse me, no control over what they did. Well, let's get off of Phil Spector for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you about Jimi Hendrix. What was it like to work with him? And tell us what you did. Oh, Jimmy! I worked with Jimmy before he was like Jimi Hendrix. Right. You know, before he started making records. We before he went to England. Yeah. Yeah, we went to this club called Ondine's, and, and Jimmy was the house band. Wow. And every Jeez. night after we do the Murray Decay shows, you know, at the Brooklyn Fox, we would go to Andine's, and I would get up on stage with Hendrix and, and sing with him every night. <laughs> wow. Every night, and he was totally awesome. Can and that was just R&B back then. Did you foresee the uh, the kind of direction he took? He wasn't really R&B, though, because he was like rock and roll, because when, he, when I got up to sing with him, he played rock and roll stuff. Oh, very nice. You know, he sort of uh, uh, grew into the, to his own image and stuff. No, yeah. no tapes circulating? No bootleg stuff? Uh, did any of that survive? Oh, I don't know. I know I did a record with him. And that, as a matter of fact, Ed, Eddie Kendrick... Um, Eddie Kendrick. Jimmy... <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix's last um, album I was on. I was on. Uh-huh. Really? So, yeah. A Rainbow Bridge, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So what did you do in that? Backup uh, vocals or singing uh, full? Yeah, I was doing sort of backup, you know, because I was just coming in to see my family for the week, and I was still married to Phil, and uh, I, I was so afraid to do any kind of music on on record, uh -huh. you know. So oh, it was it was a weird period, but um, Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix was the best. Yeah. What would you do differently today? I mean, if you were starting out uh, as you were back then, yeah. Uh, somebody comes along and says, "Hey, you can sing." Then yeah. what happens? Well, I'd probably do it exactly the same, except I would um, 
not get so carried away in 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 in, in what someone can do for me. Yeah, relying on someone else. Yeah, exactly. You you know that's the only thing I would do differently. Other than that, I loved being with the Ronettes. We had the best time. The most fun time in my entire life. Are they all still around? Or do you have contact with them? Oh, one is my sister and one is my first cousin, so it's hard not to have contact. I guess. Contact. There you go. <laughs> and it must be fun. Is it fun for you still walking into the Kmart and hearing ding ling ling ding dong ding oh. <laughs> on the uh, PA it, system? It gives me a chill every time. It gives us a chill, too. It, yeah, it, man. All the Christmas stuff, because, you know, it's only once a year. Uh-huh. You know, after all the other hits, I hear them all the time on yeah. the radio. Sure. But stays fresh. the Christmas stuff, just it's just amazing. Plus, it it's, always reminds you of, you know, those times, I guess. It does. You can't help it. What Alice Cooper record did you sing on, Ronnie? Oh, God. Alice Cooper album I sang on Muscle of Love. Oh. I think it was Muscle of Love, yeah. yeah. Very cool. I forgot about How that. How did you end up hooking up with uh, Eddie Money? Eddie, let's see. Obviously, he thought it was a good idea. I really never really heard of Eddie Money. And my children at the time <laughs> were very little. Wow. And I was on the telephone. He called me on the telephone. And he said, hi, this is Eddie Money. And, and I loved Eddie Money's voice before I even, you know, before he even called me. And he said, I think it would be a great idea if uh, I, I sing a song about how Just Like Ronnie sang. And I, I right away I said, hmm. when? Yeah. You yeah. know, it, <laughs> Absolutely. Was, it, it was such a complimentary, complimentary record, you know, to yeah. me. Sure. So I said, I'll, I'll be there. And next thing I knew, I was in San Francisco. We were in the studio and we... We clicked for some reason. We did a video together that same day, you know, like the next day after we did the, the, the record. And it was like, it was like magic. Oh, he's a wonderful guy, isn't he? Oh, he's wonderful. Yeah. I, I love him a lot. Ronnie, did you know the Chiffons? I knew the Chiffons, yes. Well, they uh, they won in court over uh, George Harrison about the whole My Sweet Lord, He Show Fine thing. He's so yes, fine. Yes, I'm glad. <laughs> did you testify in that trial or? No, I don't. I don't um, you just stayed out of that? I, I don't know. I don't remember anyone even asking me to why would I be at the um, crystal? I mean, the um, Chiffon's uh, thing that they just. I, I didn't know. Just in case you were there when they were writing it, or they needed some backup on uh, you know testimonies. For what you knew about you, it. Yeah. You, all you need in those cases is your lawyer next to you, not Ronnie Speck. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense because you worked with George Harrison on a, a single. I worked with George Harrison a lot in, in England, and I was on Apple Records and the whole bit. When you had uh, when you started singing, was he like writing, scribbling furiously in the corner, like trying to steal your stuff too, or? George? Yeah. Well, you don't know what people are stealing. See, when I was in that in that era of my life, I didn't know pe people could just hear you talk and make a record out of it. Uh huh. You know that mm. just you just didn't. I was very young and naive, and you just didn't think about <clears throat> writing lyrics or you know. I'm, I, I sing. That's all I do. Yeah. And I didn't think about writing and. and Producing it, it, it like the women are, are doing now, uh -huh. because it just wasn't—it wasn't representative. I forgot the question actually. Yeah, me too. Hey, <laughs> listen. Speaking of Beatles and stuff like this, we got to wrap things up with the 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 John Lennon thing, just real briefly, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, when in, uh, in the latest Rolling Stone, you reveal that the first time you met him, you had sort of an interesting experience. With which one? John with Lennon. John. With John Lennon. You sat on his lap for a photo and talked about whatever popped up. Well, we didn't sit on. I didn't sit on his lap. First, we were at a party at the Warwick Hotel. I see. And uh, they were everybody was all gathered in this room, and yes. so they John and I was with John that day, uh -huh. and all the other Beatles. Right. And uh, I had to sit on John's lap because it was really crowded in this in this room. And did you see the fifth Beatle? 
Murder gay? No. Some would say. On the bed, and people were doing things to her with this this girl. Yeah. And uh, John Lennon had an arousal, you know. Yeah, yeah. He had a balloon blowing up in his. Pants. Right. And it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't be scared, really? It scared me because I didn't know what it was. Sure. And then I had an idea. You know, I did have a mother yes. that talked talk to me about these things. I, I, it scared me. So you weren't mad. You were just scared. And uh, I understand that John <laughs> called you the next day to apologize for his yes, pointed he, mistake. He did. He called me the next day. He said, "Forget about that. I, I you know, I want to stay friends and." You know, because we would really talk a lot and, and play records and, oh, and he was a, that kind of time. He was together. a great admirer of yours, too. He, yes, he All was. The Beatles were. He loved my voice. Oh, that's great. He thought I had the greatest, greatest voice of a girl group, you know. Yeah. Well, you do. That's all Thanks. there is to it. It was <laughs> so cool having you on the show, Ronnie. We sure appreciate it. Oh, great that. talking to you guys. This early in the right, morning so. and everything. Jimmy, Ken, and... And Demi Poo. And Demi Poo. And Demi Poo. <laughs> and, and no more Phil. And yeah. no more film. No more Thanks film. a lot, Ronnie. We appreciate okay. it. Thanks, baby. Everyone loved Ronnie Spector. And as it turns out, there is finally going to be a movie about her life. In fact, actress-singer Zendaya will play Ronnie in an upcoming biopic based on her autobiography, Be My Baby. According to Variety, Spector handpicked Zendaya to play her and was serving as an executive producer. Well, that finishes this look back at Ronnie Spector. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.